0: Hey, I'm Lynn Rogala. And I'm Allie Diliberto, and we are coming to you from the ladies' room. So we can talk about removing
1: stupid, frustrating, and toxic shit from the world in a way that's not prim enough for the dinner table. Okay, welcome back to the ladies' room.
0: From the actual ladies' room.
1: From the actual ladies' room. Allie is sitting You're sitting on a toilet with your feet on another toilet Is that the deal I mean close enough right? She's, she's toileting herself She's fine there's, <laughs> I'm not sick I'll tell sound- you that story another day there, Yes there's sound There are sound reasons meaning both Sound like Reasonable reasons like this is Sound <laughs> and also sound Meaning audio reasons for where she's Sitting in the bathroom
0: Yes.
1: And I'm putting copaiba in my mouth because it seems like the thing to do. I know it tastes like paste, but it's fine. (laughs) It's so funny. You didn't eat enough glue in math boxes as a child. So you're (laughs) making up for
0: it with copaiba in your mouth.
1: Copaiba, Copaiba, an essential oil for anyone who doesn't know us. Um, You know, what's so funny is that one of my favorite oils, you know, this, one of my favorite oils for anxiety is Melissa. And um, I tell Eric, like, I'm going to put Melissa in my mouth, but it's not as exciting as it sounds. (laughs) And he's like, oh, darn. Uh, Yeah. So um, I am like starting to drench myself in oils because we've had a lot of stress trying to get the podcast out this week. I know. It's been a Herculean effort. Right. And we're not there yet. So I am cross according... your fingers
0: bitches. <laughs>
1: cross your fingers bitches. All right, I'm going to pull out the big guns. I'm going to put on Wonder Woman. All right. All right. So, and I'm doing it partly Which also
0: is not as exciting as Melissa's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring the spirit of Wonder Woman oh, into geez. myself. Um, be better if you had like an outfit that went along with it. You know what? So funny. Um, when Riley was really little, I used to sew a lot of her clothes. And, um, and it's great. Like it's way easier to sew for a child who likes dresses because dresses are super easy to sew. Like, um, I made, uh, little shirts for some of her friends and shirts are a pain in the ass, like a pullover shirt, fine, but anything with buttons or anything like that. But when she was little, there was a time from like four to eight where there was the skater dress I made for her that she just wore the hell out of it. And it was the pattern of a girlfriend of mine. And she put out one for grownups too. And I made myself a couple of them, and then she one time styled it the coolest way. So she made the skirt out of this blue fabric with white stars, and then she did the top in. Um, it was like I have to think about it in my head, but basically, like she made the top out of red and gold in, in such a way that it, she looked like she had on a Wonder Woman dress as an adult. It was glorious. That's so fantastic, honey. <laughs> um, yeah, and her pattern was super easy to sew. I never made myself a Wonder Woman dress.
0: Are those the shirts that, are those the little dresses that eventually grew into, like, being so short they were, like, little shirts?
1: Yeah, actually, that's the pattern that when I made matching dresses for Riley and Josie, that was the pattern. And I can't remember, did I put sleeves on that dress or was it a sundress version? It had sleeves. Yeah, because it came with either sleeveless, short sleeve, or long sleeve. It was the most versatile cute pattern and you could also like add an inch to the length like I would trace one out for her and sew it and then the following year I could just add an inch to the skirt length and make any new ones with that extra inch and then she would just keep you know
0: wearing I like this. that you're sounding like um I don't know like it's perfect because pretty soon you'll sound like a hippie I don't even know what you sound like the perfect stay-at-home mom making the dresses and making up baby food
1: I know I never, maker. I never I <laughs> never made homemade baby food that was uh-huh. bullshit and there's a lot of those domestic things that I'll do like one time and then right. I'll be like look at me um like I I made um this one I think I actually did two or three times because I did it with some girlfriends and then with my family where I was making my own um lotions with essential oils in them and I was like yeah look at me I'm DIY girl and then I'm like yeah I'm never doing that again <laughs> I have so many supplies I'm like hey I'm never gonna sewing, probably make that again the sewing was I mean I it's funny because I said I was kind of like um Dorothy Parker said about uh writing she's like I don't like writing but I like having written and that's how I always felt about sewing because if I looked at each step other than the part where I shop for fabric I never really liked any one part of it, but I loved at the end going, look at this pretty thing
0: I made. I mean, I feel that way about most things. Like other than the shopping, I'm not that entertained. (laughs) Okay. So wait, what were we talking about? Oh yeah. We were talking
1: about oils, right? So, oh yeah. Wonder Woman. That's where we went off. We went off track and I'm not even drinking tonight. I've been Um, perfectly on track. Right now we're perfectly on track. So I was putting on oils and that was like a legitimate thing I needed to do, but it's also part of what we're going to talk about tonight. So we're going to talk about woo-woo. And that Ooh. I would to call this episode <laughs> the woovolution, as like not revolution, but yeah. the evolution
0: of woo. And you said no. <laughs> I said absolutely not. Right. And you have to out yourself. But I did say, I fucking put the
1: podcast up on the website, so I'll call it whatever <laughs> I damn well please. <laughs> but I probably won't call it Woovolution because you said no.
0: And, I mean, you can call it the Woovolution or whatever I damn well please, but it has to have something other than just that. right?
1: <laughs> this, is, this is the podcast titled whatever the damn well I please. <laughs> Should we talk about the post-it notes that I just got you? I'm a grown ass lady and I do what I want.
0: Uh, obviously,
1: <laughs> so I just got. So Allie's birthday is not for a couple more weeks, but I let her open her presents early. Partly, I say let, but like I'm always like, open it, open it, open it. I love to get presents. It's really hard for me to keep it a secret. So I got these post its, and I got myself a set too. And I knew they were right because Riley saw them and said, "Did Allie get those for you?" <laughs> I said,
0: "No, I got them for her." <laughs> so they're for. <perfect>. And <laughs> you a- should tell about how the other present you got. My husband tried to buy me.
1: Yes, that was so funny. So, well, let me tell the post-its first and then I'll tell the other okay, one. one at so, a time. It's a package of six post-its and the cover says, I'm a grown-ass lady and I do what I want. Um, and then inside... That just makes you want to dance around in the bathroom like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a grown-ass lady and I do what I want. <laughs> That's my new theme song. Um, and the post-its, there are six different themes. They're very... T- Speaking of Little Mary Homemaker... um (laughs) (laughs) Um, you should see my active bitch face comments have been disabled I'm a grown-ass lady and I do what I want right of course that has to be one that's gonna be a hard no my Larry my very last fuck just went to lunch and I will not (laughs) be taking questions at this time I don't know if some of mine are different slightly different now no I think they're all the same I mean there's not two packs I I like did quantity too. Maybe if they are different ones, I need to immediately go buy some more.
0: I know. I feel like they say similar, but slightly
1: different things. Well, then I definitely need another pack. So the other thing I got you was a pair of socks that say, I love my asshole kids. Yeah. (laughs) And I was on vacation and I got a text from your husband and he sent me a picture. And then the, the words of the text said, um, should I get these for Allie? And I was driving, so I only heard like series like, John sent a picture and said, Should I get these for Allie? And I'm like, I know exactly what this is a picture of. And I <laughs> when I got to, <laughs> when I got to the parking garage, I looked and I'm like, no, you shouldn't, because I already bought them for her birthday. So don't buy them again. <laughs> well I think he and- was really proud to be that good.
0: Yeah, he was. But then you got a lot of the credit, so he wasn't he wasn't as happy. <laughs> too bad but we would have to then talk about all the things that my friends have saved me from getting like last summer for my birthday he tried to buy me this like african like proud black woman running an african village kind of outfit and i am the whitest person you have ever met you're also very like short i'm super short
1: yeah so anything flowy not really working for you
0: no because no, it, was it was a so disaster close to the ground. <laughs> right i could have maybe had like an african crown and rocked that right but like so. a caftan or
1: something not really your look because you're so like the proportion is all wrong because you're so close to the ground
0: right and like the weeks before my birthday or something i know it's happening because my mom will be just like laughing or just horrified in her room and my friends will be like oh i saved you again <laughs> <laughs> Terrible.
1: You know, the years in between when my mom died and my stepdad got remarried, my sister and I had to manage him. And
0: um, (laughs) he he got remarried,
1: right? I know we, we even told her at the wedding, like, oh my gosh, it's so good to like be handing the care and feeding of him back over to you. Um, (laughs) Like he would call me and say, okay, this is happening And I want this result. Should I say this? And I'm like, oh, my God, no, absolutely do not say that. Say this other (laughs) thing instead. Because he's he's a very sweet person. He wants to do the right thing. But he's a man. And so he's kind of dumb. One of the best things is that we realize our husbands are really never going to listen to these podcasts. So we can kind of say whatever we want. Right. Yeah, we can talk whatever shit. And for sure, my stepdad's never going to listen to these. I think mostly (laughs) because... Like, I think he would want to just to be in my corner, but I don't know if he even has a smartphone. Right. He might not know what a podcast is. (laughs) For the longest time, they didn't have internet at their house. And I'm like, I want you to be connected with my child, but do I have to actually call you on a landline? I don't, (laughs) I don't know if my phone can reach a landline. Is that a thing? Does that happen anymore? No, he and his wife are some of, and his wife especially is so, it's so sweet. She she considers Riley her granddaughter, which is so fantastic because it's my stepdad's wife. (laughs) And she's like, this is my granddaughter. Uh, Yeah. Although they're the ones, okay, this is, maybe this is going to just be the funny story podcast. They were the ones who, please um, God, yes. (laughs) No, no, I want to talk, but there's plenty of funny stories. (laughs) They're the ones who sent two very sweet gifts without Really understanding that we live in Tucson, Arizona. So, one was they sent her once a bag of gummy bears, um, <laughs> which thankfully was in a very well sealed package because it was literally just a bag of hot syrup by the time I got it. <laughs> like, I pulled out this. I, I'm not kidding. Like, there was not a single, like, there was no bear. Fear, no feet left. Nothing. Nothing. It was literally just pure colored sugar liquid. Um, and then another I mean time, did you let
0: that congeal back up so you had like one big flat gummy
1: no I was thinking about like do I cut the edges off no we ended up just throwing it away plus I wasn't sure like if the tape whatever and she was little I'm like hey, I'm not going to give her all the sugar and then another year they sent this. her <laughs> they sent her an Easter bunny um, <laughs> and thankfully they sent have you seen the kind that come in a little flat tray and you break them apart like they're, they're pre-scored they're not like, oh, they're like a 2 no. d bunny. Um, and they're scored so you can like break off the ears or break off the head. So they're in like a little. Is this
0: connected to the same reason they have a landline? Like it just hasn't no. evolved? No, track, it's just,
1: really? I think they, I think it was just a really easy one to mail because it's flat, right? I've it's never, not, like, I've never big, seen those. Yeah. So, and they're pre-scored, which is nice though, because it, come, it came in a little tray. So um I was able to kind of like, pour it around. Save it. Rehabilitate it. it. Again, pure liquid. And I remember I even put on Facebook, like, I'm sad to say that the bunny that we received from very kind relatives succumbed to heat-related injuries in our mailbox. But (laughs) he was able to be partial, even though he'll never be the bunny he was intended to be, he was still able to be delicious and eaten in pieces because I was able to like kind of, tip the mold back and forth I'm doing this with my hands if that's helpful to you I was able to tip the mold back and forth and kind of get him back into the little tray and then put him in the fridge but like he was just a blob of chocolate there was no face or anything like that so I finally was like you guys I love you so much and thank you and you can't send her melty things and even this makes me want to mail you things I know won't survive
0: just to see (laughs) The shape they
1: arrive in. You know, I got, um, during heat wave we had a couple weeks ago, where it was like 115, 116, I got some samples from Lost Tane, like the little metal, you know, the like silver little samples Mm -hmm. that they do. And they were too hot to touch. Wow, that's
0: amazing.
1: Just from being in the
0: mail truck, they didn't even go in my mailbox. They weren't in the mailbox, just in the truck. So, okay. This is making me, want like with all of my being these little chocolates they have in italy and they only make them in the winter because they won't survive the heat of summer and it, it doesn't even get hot like tucson but they're like little chocolates that have like coffee and like a sp- actual real espresso inside like crusted with sugar and ever since you said that i'm like i need those right now why why am they unavailable to me i'm sorry it's okay did I tell you about getting the
1: the um, little Reese's peanut butter cups for my mom that time? No. So this one, this is again a story that's maybe better with an interpretive dance, but I'll see if I can if I can get it. You can so, link that later. <laughs> I um I was picking her up from a doctor's appointment. Man, it's so funny. In the last couple podcasts, I've been telling all kinds of mom cancer stories, and I never do. But whatever. So, um, I was picking her up and it was in one of those big, um, like one of those big buildings where there's a medical supply store downstairs and everything It's like a huge health thing. Um, and so I walked in and I was walking past the gift shop and they had one of those little fishbowl things full of mini chocolate or mini Hershey's. Let me pull it together here a second. I think I should have put on balance instead of wonder woman, um, mini Reese's peanut butter cups. And it was the 90s. So I actually had cash. I had just a couple coins in my pocket. And th- those things were like a nickel or whatever. So I went in and i like, here's a quarter. Give me five of those. And I put them in my pocket. And then I went upstairs and I picked her up and I forgot about them. Um, not forever, but just like I forgot. I was, she was telling me what happened at the appointment. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. And we're walking and she goes, you know, you know what sounds so good right now that I'm super craving? Like one of those little mini <laughs> peanut butter cups. And I reached in my pocket and I held them out, and she goes, "How did you do that?" And she like jumped. <laughs> she stopped where she stopped in her track, and she jumped, which I'm doing right now, if it's helpful to you. How did you do that? And it was just super funny. End of story. <laughs> uh, I thought
0: they were going to be melted
1: in rooms. No, no, it melted wasn't wouldn't be a cool story. The fact that she was craving yeah. what I had in my pocket was the fun thing. Do you have anything good in your pocket right now? I wish I had those little those little coffee things, but you're like three or four states away. So all I I would would come to you crunch them
0: loud on the podcast. Make me super jealous and enraged.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Like I did the other day with the uh, in and out burger with John on the phone.
0: That was great.
1: It was, he kind of deserved that Um, retroactively. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) we were going to talk a little bit about woo on this podcast and like how much I I'm way more woo than you are. You're more mystery. Way, than I am.
0: way more woo. I'm I like, like mystery. Way. You like mystery.
1: It's funny because I like. You're about woo. like
0: ten years ahead of me with your woo things. Usually,
1: I don't know. I'm accelerating in my yeah. my wooiness, and also like woo is one of my ways to avoid mystery. I'm like I don't really like mystery, and woo shit makes it make sense. So <laughs> it's, it's weird. Um, okay, I can kind of kind of picture it. Right, right. Because I'm like, I need an explanation, and someone's like, "Well, because, you know, like a anything- twinkling star fairy turned three times over there." Well, I mean, I'm not that woo. Like, I don't think that yes. fairies. I still believe in Santa Claus. Like, in a there's a corner of my heart where he is genuinely as real to me as somebody like Princess Diana. <laughs> right, like my brain, like in my brain. Like Santa Claus and Princess Diana are basically the same. Like, as far as my interactions with them and the how that what they form in my life. Like, if someone told me that Princess Diana was imaginary too, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> because, really, I mean, I've seen tons of movies about him, I know lots of stories about him.
0: I just like well, oh. everyone listening to this podcast speaking about becoming a little woo, be very concerned right now. <laughs> That was even before my woo.
1: I love Christmas so much. Oh, you, you, we can tell that story. When you guys came to visit, remember when you came at Christmas that year with Josie, the first few weeks of December? Um, it was when our elf came and your kids, you guys, you didn't do Santa with your kids, right? We did baby Jesus. You did baby Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have my own issues with that. That's
0: so great. Right. Baby Jesus brought your presents. Yeah. That's okay. all, a
1: creeper. <laughs> so, um, I love to do Santa Claus, and you're making noise. I'm, I'm so sorry. I took a drink of my water. I didn't yeah. mean to. All right. I'm really sorry. All right. Um, we're not going to let it, we're not going to just let it pass like we did on the one podcast
0: where you were like. just tase me. Pretty soon we'll just have the device hooked up where you can like electroshock me from wherever you are. Be still. Hold still. (laughs) Stop clicking your pen.
1: (laughs) But I love, I just love the magic of Christmas and Santa Claus for little kids. I think you would have
0: let it go on until Riley was like 28 if you could have.
1: Almost did. Um, (laughs) And She came home when she was, I don't know, like five or six. And she's like, you know, some people have this elf, like someone told her about the elf on the shelf, which I wasn't going to do because like the last thing we need is another item on mommy's to-do list at Christmas time. But I'm like, okay. And I never did the, we just moved it around, right? I know people who do the whole elaborate, like the elf made a mess. I'm like, that's fucking insane you made a mess that you now have to clean up what is wrong with you like i don't understand that but our elf was very benign and riley loved to write her letters um in fact one year she wrote she's like i'm so glad you're back because i only have my mom and dad to talk to (laughs) 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 so they corresponded and the elf just moved around every day but you guys were here the the day she came one time you and josie were visiting and I had two Lego sets and identical cause they were like free with purchase. Oh, and yeah. now I know
0: where the story is going.
1: Right. And so like anything that's free with purchase, I will break up my purchases to get as many of them as I can. Right. like I just um, did that today. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I had two of these little, um, they were like an advent. It was like a different Lego every day, whatever. And Josie was here and the elf was coming and she usually brings a present on her first day. So, um, and when we told Riley, and she's like, will you still move the elf around so I don't see? I'm like, sure. And then she started to kind of play along. She, I'll forget to move her. And Riley will say, I turned my back and I heard this scampering and now she's over there. <laughs> so I wrapped up the gifts and I had one to Josie and one to Riley. And now your children were not believers, right? And I am so fucking magical that Josie said to you, "It was that? from Miss Lynn or did that really come from that elf like she knew there was no Santa Claus and she still wasn't sure like she came (laughs) in my house and she started doubting that is how fucking magical I am she was like eight right yeah seven or eight no it must have been eight yeah that's how magic I am you are very magical I'm magical okay so but I wasn't always woo
0: this is going to take away from all the credible things you're going to say next what (laughs) I'm magical. I can make you believe in all things and essential oils and all the things.
1: I'm not magical. Like I conjure Santa Claus. I'm just a clearing. (laughs) I'm a clearing for that kind of love and fun and imagination and fantasy.
0: It's part of why little kids love me so much. Seriously. I don't know why. I don't know why we were not very into Santa, but that was another day. All right. Uh, Because you
1: guys are Grinches. No, a lot of people don't do. Whatever. We did. Grinches. I did it with a ton of magic but not a lot of story. Like, I kind of let her make it up. Like She's like, what What about this? I said, well, what do you think? And then she would tell. So most of her Santa lore came out of her own imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Which made it way more fun, right? But um, I wasn't always like that. Um, It's funny because people who know me now that like it, depending on when you met me, there is some element of me that you're like, I just can't integrate this. (laughs) So we've talked about my background being, um, software and math. And I even have a badge on my website next to my certified life coach and my certified yoga, like my five yoga certifications that says (laughs) certified non-hippie and it lists my degrees. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but there was a time.
0: I will say I, you've never smelled like patchouli in my presence. Oh, my gosh. Patchouli reeks. Yeah. I hate patchouli. <sighs> yeah. And that's, I mean, okay, I love oils,
1: but I am like no holds barred if something's gross. Yeah. Fair. Right. Like patchouli is disgusting. I'll use it if I need it. But I Like I on the
0: bottom of my feet where I can't smell it with my right, and it, three socks on and my right. asshole kid socks and all that.
1: Right. And, then, and I'll be cranky the whole time and I'll like text you and be, I can't believe I put on fucking chili. Had, had to put jewelry. on the
0: chili. that's what I trade of that. Oh. Okay. But I have a question. Yeah, Did please. you tell me a few weeks ago or am I totally imagining that somebody said that you're a witch and like that didn't upset you? You're like, I could be with that.
1: Nobody told
0: me that and you're that you're like a the like a witch. Okay. Maybe maybe it was something completely different.
1: Well, I said to you once that one of the best ways to describe what I do is whatever the Christian word is for witch. Okay. That might have been what it was. And so, it was me that said it.
0: You're so into woo that people could call you a witch. That's not no. even real.
1: No, that's not even real. Like I'm not a, when I say magic, I mean like like childhood wide-eyed magic, not like like, yeah, like I'm in the backyard with chicken bones, right? I, that's not me at all. But just like, I just love, I don't know, the magic of childhood. I love imagination. I love storytelling. That's not even woo. Like no, I was super, no. And, and like, and that's part of the thing that I just love four five and six year olds because they really are just so, their imaginations just exist like reality. And for right. them, it really is. Um I can't remember if this is on a recorded podcast or not where I said when Riley was three and people asked what she wanted to be when she grew up, she said a mermaid. A mermaid. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> because it seemed like a legitimate job to her. <laughs>
0: right. I think this is a good job for me. I could really make that one work.
1: <laughs> it's awesome. So awesome. So when I say magic, that's the kind of magic I'm talking about, not like legit magic. But some of the woo stuff I'm playing around with right now is very healing, is very spiritual, is very like, I don't know. How do you want to describe it? It's not, it's not like, I mean, there's a lot of science to it, but it's not only science.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, mystery, like there's a lot of unknown and I think it's like an exploration, but for you, it's about going, how I look at all these things that you get interested in. Um, And you go out exploring, like, hiking over into this unknown land. And if there's something good, then you build a bridge back to the mainland for the rest of us. And if it's dumb or not worth integrating, then you just leave it over there.
1: Right. Or I bring back only the interesting bit of it.
0: Yeah. Um, So tell us about your Woovolution. Right. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> now even I'm starting to hate that
0: it's so bad <laughs> I love you so much but, it's I, so bad. No,
1: but I only have a couple hours to name the podcast so give me a break um, <laughs> and I, I feel like I'm doing most of the talking but whatever um,
0: you did tell me that people like I think my... the point of the podcast is for one of us to be amused at the very least right? so continue yes. along
1: and you did tell me that people really like I'm going to pull my mic in again my sexy voice smooth jazz smooth smooth jazz (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's so funny my mic is this little tiny i wear one of those like loop mics and i (laughs) i had it on the other day when i was on zoom and the maids were here and i went out to get or the cleaning service um, and i went out to get a drink of water and one of them goes Hey, that's a nice mic. You going on tour? And at first I didn't know what she was talking about, but it looks like those ones that people wear on stage, like if they're dancing around and stuff, but I can still pull it in and be like, this is way too close and sexy. <laughs> um, okay. So anyway, I wasn't always even a little bit woo. Like, like I used to be the anti that, right?
0: Right, because of a a lot, because of just fear, right? Like, don't touch that, don't think about that, that's all bad, don't, like all that, don't don't touch stuff,
1: right? Yeah, I guess that's true, Um, like, especially inside the church, like, prophetic gifting and tongues and all that stuff, people are like, no, that's not real. I mean, it's in the New Testament, but it's not for, for modern day. That was in Bible times. That was only in Bible times, and they could never quantify, like, when
0: did it when stop did those end.
1: When did that end? Shortly after it was written down. Right, And then there were no more. It was done. <laughs> um, but some of it, too, was like, it, you know, absorbing the cultural messages. And we talked about this a little bit on the Feminist Podcast, right? Like, if I'm going to play in the math space, although math is probably more, like, um, of all the sciences, math is probably the most, I don't want to say woo, because it's not really woo, but there's a lot of intuition. Creative. There. Yeah, yeah. And imaginative and, and creative. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I remember sitting around with um, a bunch of other math people hanging around talking. And one of them says, one of the guys says, you know, I really want to, we were talking about graduate school. And he said, I really want to go into set theory, but all set theorists go insane. Um, he's right. Like all the very famous set theorists have all gone insane. Um, because there's something about set theory that just like makes your brain go.
0: Wah. Um. But anyway, so I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't do that. And I'm not even going to ask what that theory is. Please don't explain that. No, it's the theory of sets. I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> All there is to
1: it. It's, it's the theory of sets of things. It's okay. the theory of sets. Yeah. Um. Like. Uh. No, I'm not going to explain it. I'm not no, going to take please. it. Away. No, please. no. I was about to tell you the barber par- paradox, but I'm not even going to tell you the barber paradox. Okay. Anyway. So. Um like things that couldn't be touched or explained or whatever. And so at some point somewhere in my twenties, I realized like, I really just live above my chin, like from my chin up is where I live. And I, I don't, I don't even know why I decided I didn't like that anymore. I don't, maybe I was in, <laughs> maybe
0: I was in my Saturn return. Um. Oh gosh. I'm <laughs> like, I was thinking maybe you're like, if I'm this good with my mouth, I should probably use other parts of my body. <laughs> But maybe you were in your Saturn return. Maybe I was in my Saturn return.
1: Um, That is about the age. So uh, maybe, who knows? Anyway, so I decided the very first thing, and and this is so funny because now it's so mainstream. Although, I mean, it wasn't super mainstream in the 90s, but one of the first things I decided to do was go to yoga. Like nowadays, even like an accountant has a yoga mat and a practitioner and a guru and whatever. But, you know, 20 some years ago, that really was kind of, I mean for me that was And as a, a Christian,
0: you're probably just getting a ticket straight to hell. Right. No, totally. Right. Because they had a statue of Buddha and
1: like it burned my flesh when I brushed past it. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: I looked at it. I'm just <laughs> imagining the little Buddha statue reaching out his hands from his fat belly, like Rah! <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm like,
1: okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do yoga. Um, I don't even remember why I. I don't even remember why I decided to. But I'm like, this is a good idea.
0: Rebellion.
1: No, it wasn't even rebellion. It was like I felt something. I felt like I needed, like, like yeah. I just wanted to round out my experience as a human being. So um, that makes me sound. How fast. old were you? Late twenties. I don't even remember. Okay. It was I'm just I trying Eric. to picture it. It was before I met Eric, and I met Eric when I was 29. Okay. Uh, yeah, 29. Um, so late twenties. I mean, that really is Saturn return. I said that sarcastically, but you know, I'm sure there's like one of my astrologer friends someday will listen to this and be like, Oh, that was totally your Saturn return. Anyway. Um, so I signed up for a class. I don't know if I've ever told you this story and you wanted me to tell funny stories on this podcast. So here is one. So I signed up for a class through the community college. So where I lived, the the community college had tons and tons of like extra, you know, after school extracurricular, they weren't they weren't like for credit, right? Like I took a gift wrap class there one time too. That kind of stuff. <laughs> that one was actually really fun. Eric took it with me, and he's actually pretty good at. He can, you know, he'll wrap a gift, and there'll be like, you know, special bow, whatever. He took some stuff away from that.
0: I bet you wish you had sent him to put the way put away the gift wrap
1: class. <laughs> yes. Don't start. <laughs> sorry. You wanted me to stay high energy and funny. Focus. Focus. I'm sorry. Focus. Focus. Okay. So I sign up for this, and it says bring. Um, a yoga mat or a blanket or a towel and i didn't have a yoga mat so i had this old indian blanket in fact i still have it um and it it was from mexico it was literally like literally from mexico so okay. i brought i'm like okay this is perfect
0: the kind of thing you see in yoga
1: well the now it's a blanket that i sit on right i still use it in my practice i mean i've right. had that not right really a
0: time. yoga mat for sure
1: Right, no. And I've had it since I was 17 years old, and I still have it and I use it to sit on. But anyway, so I'm like, okay. So I take it, I spread it all out, and they have us get into child's pose, and I like put my face down. I'm like, okay, one of the cats definitely peed on this blanket. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm face down in the cat pee. And I'm like, I have no other options because I'm like, dirty floor, cat pee blanket. I don't know. I'm just going with it. So I'm face down in this cat pee. And, oh. um, I don't think I've ever told you this whole story. It's the wrong choice. And the teacher's name, she she was, okay, I'm going to make fun of her a little bit, but whatever. It, it, be who you are. I love you. I love you, Mr. Roger style. Everyone in the sound of my voice, I love you. But I'm going to go into my judgy 20 something thing. So she had her hair like mostly shaved and she had one little tiny braid, like a, like a, like a Jedi braid, you know, like a Padawan learner braid down the one side. And she said her name was Heifer. She's like, my name's is Heifer. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, like, Heifer is. I'm I'm face down in the cat pee, and Heifer is walking around the room, right?
0: And she's like, "You're making this up."
1: I'm not. I swear. I swear to God, this is a true story. Oh, and part of why this is in my mind. Okay, I'm pausing the story for a moment. I promise, I'll tell the rest of it. I was in yoga this week, and someone was there for the first time. It was her first class, and so we were all like, "Oh, welcome!" You know, I go to this great studio. And the instructor says, after class, he said, I found when I first started that it was the second class that was harder to go to than the first class. So I really look forward to you coming back. And I told this story as like, I can't believe I ever went to a second (laughs) poker class. Okay.
0: So... Go back I to thought Heffer's you were name. gonna say you told the student that your name was Heifer. No, Hi. but I did, I did tell this story
1: I did tell the story about Heifer so Fantastic. so I'm faced so picture me I'm face down in child's pose and which hurts, right Your very first time doing hurts. I didn't have props or anything so in a lot of pain and Heifer is like floating around the room. I wish you could see me because I'm like floating <laughs> around the room and then she starts to sing um, <laughs> but not a song. Not like a no song, <laughs> like a, like uh, like an original heifer creation, right? So she's like,
0: <laughs> "Let go,
1: let go," and she's like floating around from room to room, like like let go. And she's walking, <laughs> and then and then okay. So it's really important to know. Remember, I lived from my chin up. And my perspective on touch was, don't touch me. (laughs) So then Heifer comes, she sings and floats over to me, let go. And then she starts (laughs) to rub my back back and forth. Let go. (laughs) And now, as a student, I didn't like that at all. But as a yoga instructor, I'm kind of appalled that she didn't ask me for my consent. I never touch my students without getting their consent. Never. I, I wouldn't so much as like touch their hand or foot or anything without getting consent. So Heifer's giving me this back rub. Let go. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I'm getting out of here the first minute that I can. So, and yet I have practiced now for on and off. I'm not as consistent. Some years I'm super consistent and others not. But I've practiced now since, I mean, since then. Um, so I think I think I quit going to Heifer's class and then I found a studio and and I, w- I was so blessed to find this studio. And I still remember this teacher. And I've been in touch with her to tell her I got certified. And she was lovely. And she taught um, intro classes, one classes. Hey, you've never been to yoga? And she did all kinds of like, this is how you put your feet. Now we're going to really break down triangle. And everyone in there had never been to yoga before. And we did that for like 16 weeks. And I really credit her like heifer's lucky I ever went back again, but um, I really credit this teacher, um, Kathy, her name was for, for helping me establish a practice that is really like blessed and revolutionized. My- I mean, it's why we met, right? If I wasn't a yoga practitioner, we wouldn't be friends.
0: It's true. I was thinking about my first experience in a studio and I went to like core power when they were brand new. And I was like, everybody here is like kind of disgustingly beautiful like what's happening and then as I walked out I realized like most of the people that were in that class were like Broncos cheerleaders (laughs) the whole time I was like I don't understand everywhere I look it's like not a real female specimen I don't know what to do with this is this what yoga does to you (laughs) sign me up no and I never would have tolerated 14 weeks of anything I just fumbled around on my mat until I or got enough queuing to get things
1: right. Right. Well, I went to the studio that I went to for the six weeks intro. Um, we went, I went to that studio for a long time and I got Eric to go with me. I got Eric to do a six 30 Saturday morning meditation class, which. The, fantastic. Right. Like how incredible at, for us as a couple that number one, I'm up at six 30 doing anything outside the house. And number right. two, that Eric is sitting on a mat meditating and then practicing yoga with me. It's amazing. That's
0: amazing and That's newly story. wet energy.
1: Yeah, that's newly wet energy, right?
0: Okay, well I have to tell this story because the first time I took my now ex husband to yoga, he wears these like um like tights, like Superman blue and they're like tights. And we're in this like hot yoga class like at the trendy studio, right? And I look over about two minutes into class and his tights are totally see-through oh my gosh like superman blue you're grossing your tights <laughs> and he was like a hairy frenchman so it's really really not good yeah that's i not just great. looked at the teacher like i'm not with that guy i don't know <laughs> hello sir how are you <laughs> um
1: i uh I don't know you, sir, but if you need some help on your mat or hiding your package, I'd be happy <laughs> to loan you a pair of shorts. Okay, so now do you want to hear my first massage story? We're, we're yep. like at 40 minutes already, and I, so far there's no point to this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trying new things will be really entertaining for <laughs> you try later.
1: Trying new things. Okay, so very first massage. So again, this was pre-Eric because um, a boyfriend at the time got me for Christmas like a massage facial thing right and I'd never been for a massage so I'm like okay so I go in I had no idea what to expect because I'd never been for a massage before so I go in and she's like you know get on dress whatever get under the sheet so I and now this is my very first massage ever um and she comes in and she flips on and she turns on the eagles you know like, <laughs> like <laughs> So you're already laughing, but you don't even know how bad. Like, this is maybe actionable. Like, at the time. I've heard this
0: story. Yeah. I love this.
1: Well, I'm going to tell it anyway, because you're the only one. No, I'm happy you're telling it. (laughs) So she puts on the eagles, and then she starts, like, doing deep tissue, basically. Like, I, I have described it since as, like, an oil beating. Like, she beat the hell out of me. Like, she really. But then the worst part is, so. I'm on my, st- my stomach, right? And she's like, okay, roll over. And so I roll over and then she whips the sheet off, totally off. So I'm <laughs> laying there completely naked, like 100% naked, no covering at all. And I'm like, God, I massage is super uncomfortable. I don't think I'm going to come back for another one of these. And um, and, But I didn't say anything. Just like I never said anything to Heifer because I was such a good girl and I was so well behaved. Like good girls don't make a fuss, right? So I'm laying there completely naked and exposed, like not, she didn't even leave my foot toenail covered, like buck naked, right? Nothing on. And then afterwards um, I was leaving and I didn't know that the tip wasn't included in the gift certificate. And I just wanted to get the hell out of there. Like she made me so uncomfortable. I just want to get out of there. So as I'm leaving, she like starts chasing after me because I didn't tip partly because I didn't know that it wasn't included in the thing she's like was there some problem come back come back it's like so weird and I like like, ran out (laughs) and and like hid around the corner and this was this wasn't like some skeevy this was like a like an Aveda salon or something like one of those nice whatever right that's fantastic right so isn't it amazing that I ever did yoga or um, right she's like
0: I have a sister heifer who teaches yoga down the street (laughs) no, this
1: woman was some kind of Eastern European immigrant person. And so, um, like it was a totally different vibe than heifer.
0: Okay. Fair. I've had some crazy weird massages in different parts of the world. Like I didn't know you were going to massage my boobs, ma'am. Like I didn't know that was just going to be part of this package. Right. Please don't do that. Yeah. Like I
1: went to a, a Turkish bath when I was in Istanbul. Um, I went to this, uh, it was hundreds and hundreds of years old, this beautiful like communal bath, like this marble dais built over a wood fire. um, And you could just sit in there and steam, or you could pay for like a massage slash sponge bath type thing. Um, And everybody in there was buck naked. And the women doing the massaging had on like bikini bottoms, but nothing else. And they would like dance and sing and everyone would clap along. um, And they had like water and stuff. So you could get a massage there. So that was like no big deal. But in the back of an Aveda place, like being buck naked right. may be outside the terms and conditions. Right. This is not what I was
0: expecting. Right. So I'm really dying to know how you're going to connect these two horrible stories, but about things that are fairly normal with your Saturn return. <laughs> There's
1: no connection to my Saturn because I was trying out new stuff. Like the amazing thing of those stories is that wasn't my first and last of each of those. <laughs>
0: Right. You can basically give Lynn a horrible experience and she'll come back for more. Maybe not with you, but she'll be like, this can't be this bad somewhere else. I don't know if that's the takeaway that I want to be the
1: takeaway of
0: this. (laughs) Okay, sorry.
1: No, but um, I just, I think I was just wanting something different so much. Um, I I don't know that there really is a point to that story. Mostly it's just funny. You told me to be funny. Well, I mostly just wanted you to be funny. Right.
0: I don't usually
1: have to tell you to be funny. You just are. (laughs) I was feeling kind of tired before, but then I remembered these stories. And the the heifer
0: (laughs) one, the heifer is the the best story of
1: all time. always makes me laugh really hard. Um, Okay. So for a long time, that was about as woo as I got. Yoga, massage. And then um, in 2012, I certified with Holy Yoga, which is the certification you also have along with core power. You have core power. I don't core power sounds way too hard for me. It's Um, really getting
0: hard now that I've been practicing at home for a year and a half.
1: Right. So um, then at the Holy Yoga retreat, um, which was amazing. And we should talk about Holy Yoga on another podcast. Like all the, that was, that was almost 10 years ago for me. And that was when the walls and the chains really started to come down and break and crumble. And like the path that I'm on now, Like one of my new friends told me this week that I spoke freedom to her, and that was one of the nicest things. Like that just filled me up. So beautiful. So I will
0: say though, even at the time, I still kind of choked on the name. Like (laughs) holy yoga. Like I never, I I never really, I don't like it. Even Uh, well,
1: whatever. I mean, I don't care. Um, I'm it's neither here nor there for me. But that was where um they anointed us with frankincense um yeah yeah and that was my first experience with oils and i was like oh i want to know more about this because again i was just like in and i was much older then. like that was interested yeah later. yeah that was years later because because that was that was i had been practicing yoga at that point for 10 years maybe more because that was 2012 yeah so like so it's funny because if you look if you look at the arc of my woo I've been accelerating like crazy, like for a long time. I was going like, to say it was a slow start, and now right. it's like a direct uphill <laughs> spike. Like once a decade, I take on something new, and now it's like every week. Right. Um, I'm not taking it all on. I'm just willing to listen and hear about it. She's just
0: out there exploring, getting right. sung yeah. to by heifer, facing <laughs> cat pee, just in all kinds of new areas.
1: Let go. So <laughs> awful. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And again, touching without consent and touching so, like literally, I wouldn't even take someone and touch their shoulder and triangle without asking them if it was okay.
0: I know, but you're such a better behaved yoga teacher than I am. I touch people all the time. Well, but somebody you don't know, somebody you've never met before. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I ask people, but but to be real, like when I was teaching yoga, if, tw- if you ask at the beginning of class if you don't want to be touched. When I'm coming around for adjustments, like, please raise your hand now. Like, I would never remember who had their hand raised.
1: Yeah. I did. Um, you and I are both certified in Holy Yoga Touch, which I did yes. pretty shortly. And we were at the same class and didn't talk.
0: I know. And I used to be so inhibited. To Last week, I was massaging my older daughter. And she was like, oh, my God, you have the best touch? And I was like, oh, yeah. I remember when I was afraid of, I hated to be touched and to I, touch people.
1: Yeah. I certified in holy yoga touch because I was such a big no to touch, but you still don't really like, you don't want to give people massages and do stuff like that.
0: That's more about being lazy. And (laughs) (laughs) I think if you started incorporating singing in the, into it, maybe that's what's been missing. Um, no, actually I used to do touch a
1: ton. And like when I taught holy yoga at church for four years, um, every Christmas, I always put together a really beautiful, like an absolutely beautiful Christmas playlist. And I would do a super gentle practice. And then I would do like 40 minutes of touch on them. Um, And I, that's what I was about to say is about the consent thing. So for that, I didn't really want to have to ask them. So when they came in the room, I had these, um, I had the yoga stones. And I said, if you want to be touched, put this blue stone on your mat and if you are okay with oils then put this green stone on your mat and I told them like put it in the corner um so that way if I didn't see the stones I didn't touch them um
0: all right that's that's very creative Good. yeah
1: so but no and and um I mean I used to do the aroma touch hand technique all the time on people and but mostly I just it's just not my bag like it's not that I don't like the touch it's just not like the thing I do does that make sense like yeah.
0: It doesn't, like, it's not in your,
1: yeah, yeah. Right. Like, like I like going to Top Golf, and I don't want to go to Top Golf every day. Top Golf right. is fun. I enjoy it. I don't have any problem with Top Golf, and I'm not going to go every day. That's kind of how I am with like touch modalities, but, um, I've done tons of like our touch training and also, um, hours and hours of assist trainings. And yeah. <laughs> in fact, my last, my last job, my software team, um, One of those guys, I used to uh, like do yoga assists on him all the time. It was like a pretty casual company. So I would do like touch assists on him all the time just as part of the (laughs) workday. Like he would do down dog and I would like lay over his back. You know, you know that one you do where you lay on someone's back so that their feet come farther to the floor.
0: Yes. But somehow this sounds as inappropriate in the context you just described as the singing heifer. But I had a, like he was okay with it. (laughs) I didn't like feel so out of
1: place. I know it was kind of weird for a workplace, but whatever. Um, but Anyway, just so you know, like it's not about touch being a thing I right. don't like. It's just whatever. So then we did holy yoga therapy and you and I did that together. And that
0: was when but we, we really... didn't know. No, we, Oh, we therapy. We did when we, we did touch, did. we didn't know we were together.
1: Yeah. At touch. We didn't know we were together. And then we met the, later that year or the following year at a re retreat. And, um, you asked me to be your number four, I think.
0: I was like, I'm keeping you. I have you a few other in my circle. Yeah, you have number one and two. You're going to have to be number four. Yeah. And Lynn was you're... like, fuck that. I'm getting upgraded. Yeah. You better upgrade my ass as fast as possible.
1: Um, no, I do remember. You're like, do you want to be my number four? And I'm like, what a weird thing to say. What
0: and... is wrong with me? It's so <laughs> awkward. I still am that awkward. I like that. I'm going to reincorporate that just so you know. You're going to, I mean, just today we were talking about telling my, giving one of my children the least asshole award. So, yeah, it's true. You know, I'm still rating
1: you all. Yeah, everybody's rated and ranked. I've moved way up from the number four spot.
0: (laughs) Yes. I elbowed those
1: bitches out of the way. Um, (laughs) But then we went through therapy. Out of the
0: way. (laughs) Then we went through the year long
1: holy yoga therapy, and there was a lot of woo in that. But again, still pretty mainstream woo. Like about as woo as it got there was what? Um, cranial sacral massage.
0: It's so interesting because that none of that seemed like woo to me at all. Like just from my background and my like, that was all pretty normal. But like, when is, I think about the woo that you've kind of gotten into more of that stuff, like. right, not, I, It's interesting. I, the leapfrogged you.
1: I leapfrogged you at some
0: point. For um, sure. You leapfrogged me and then you jumped over the fat kid and the next one and you're like 10 miles down the road. Like, Allie, catch up. Come up here. It's really fun. I'll be um, like, Maybe when it's my Saturn return.
1: You're already through your Saturn return. Well,
0: Have Hopefully the... it'll come
1: back for me again. It, it will in your 50s. Uh, like, I think, I think I'm think i headed to my second one. Maybe that's why things are accelerating so much right now. Maybe I only do woo shit during my Saturn return. Who knows? Um. <laughs> <laughs> i like to that like the other thing about me is that i'm a total dilettante um which is like a fancy french word for dabbler who never yeah. does anything complete right um and so i'm like i'll take a teaspoon of this and a teaspoon of that and teaspoon of this and teaspoon of that and then i'll be and people are like oh that's so cool um and some of that is like just who i am and i laugh about that being like having been a consultant for so many years like this isn't a woo story, but this is like a dabbler story. Um, and like a bull, I guess a bullshitter story too. Like I'm a king bullshitter. Um, Eric and I met through this thing called single volunteers, which was super fantastic. It was this organization and you could volunteer. And the only rule was that you had to be single. And what was super fun about it is you could volunteer for just one thing. Um, Cause I love doing volunteer work, but At the time most every place I called like in college I volunteered for a domestic violence shelter and um I called the one local to where I worked and they wanted like a 20 or 40 hour a month commitment I'm like uh can I just come and answer the phone a couple days you know I wasn't interested so this single volunteers you could just sign up for one thing and so one of the things I signed up for before I met Eric was this apple harvest thing like we helped out this farm they had it was an apple farm but they had a little event that was like open to the public to raise funds or whatever and so they this on all the different stations and so i was working the cider press and they showed me how to work it and i had like two minutes of knowledge of cider. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then these groups of people would come up. And I'd be like, well, let me tell you all about how we make apple cider. And they're like, oh, that's so fast. What's the difference between cider and juice? I'm like, well, that's a great question. I don't know the answer to, but I'm going to just stand here and tap dance.
0: Let go. Don't. question. <laughs> <dance." laughs> do you want me to rub your back let's go shut up um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm a total dabbler but in the holy yoga therapy we really started getting a lot into like the different modalities in the body like deep body work really um but cranial I can remember doing that you and I were partnered remember yeah and um we both had like a crazy physical response to it. But tell what
0: that is for people that have never oh, heard of it.
1: Okay. So, well, <laughs> so what's the difference between cider and juice? Let go. Um, <laughs> so cranial sacral therapy from my small amount of training is based on the theory that you're all one big sheet of fascia um, that is just all connected, like all the connective tissue in your body, your muscles, your tendons, your ligaments, all the wrapping, all the fascia is all connected in one big sheet. And the only places it can move is your unfused bones of your cranium, your partially fused bones of your cranium and your sacrum, which is like has a little bit of jiggle to it, like those two places in your skeleton. So by making micro adjustments to those, you can shift the fascia across
0: the whole body. Um, So I would say it's pretty woo. I mean, it's super light touch. I mean, there's a lot of science, but I do agree. Like when I start thinking about some of just the mystery When you start to study the body, like when I think about Ayurvedic medicine and when I think about like all the meridians that have been mapped out in the body like 2000 plus years ago, and we still don't know how those places are connected and why, but you can, you know, you can put iodine in one place and see it travel through. There's no like bloodstream that makes it do that. Like it's fascinating. So, So that stuff's just super interesting and fascinating. So yeah, I think there's a place where you kind of leap into, into the woo. But I have a, I'm totally gonna interrupt our podcast because I feel like where we're about to go is like another hour, and I really don't want to cut it short. Like I feel like it needs a part two because right. this is some of the really good stuff. I think. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, so
0: I guess we should wrap.
1: Because I can hear Eric is home from the gym and Riley's making dinner and it smelled good when I checked on it, but she might need some help. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. But uh, I mean, I guess from there it, it well, I I think the the important thing from therapy is I remember I was sitting in the morning after we did the cranial sacral, because we were in person for that, and obviously, and I was sitting next to one of our friends, Carrie, and we were talking about it, and she looks at me, she's so adorable, and she goes. I think jesus is calling me to embrace the woo-woo i'm like yeah me too and so that was (laughs) really like i kind of was a dabbler until then and then that was like a major turning point for me and that was what 2013 and that's that was the same weekend that you got me um no that was 2014 sorry it was early 2014 and that was the same weekend that you got i had i had been using oils kind of. But the person who helped me get started didn't really help me. And I had had some amazing experiences where I'm like, I want more of this, please, someone help me. Um, And you were one of the people that answered that at the retreat where we met. And then that was where I really started getting into it. And then learned, like really dove into like the oils from a physical standpoint. And then a couple years later, started getting into them more energetically. And that's what the space I'm in with oils right now. Like the part that I where I dabble, with a lot of stuff I, I think we already talked about that like i'm the adventurer and we've talked about it on a previous podcast too where i like go out and go oh let's try it. hey Allie, i got my astrological birth chart read and it was really fascinating would you come and do it too and then you know she, you came and did it and that was one that you thought was pretty cool too um and so now i'm just like hey anybody that wants to tell me any woo thing i'll listen i'll try it out do that thing for me want to fire up my human design knock me out right Um, But really the space I'm in right now is like super energetic. Like I'm starting to really get into that. Like, What's the energy of the oils? What is like leaning into the fact that I've recently discovered I have prophetic gifting and that that was something that was like a big no-no growing up in the church and like combining those together. And I wouldn't say that's my work in the world. My work in the world is helping people take more space, more territory, telling stories that give freedom, um, speaking freedom and life into people. But like, I love playing with, I mean, I guess for me, woo is all about shortcuts. <laughs> that's really like, we could have called this podcast. Woo is about shortcuts. Um, it's almost as good
0: as the Woo Evolution. Yeah. Um,
1: so for me, that's kind of where I am with it, right? Like, But I this,
0: still feel like you're kind of skipping all this really good stuff where I'm like, and then tell about this and that thing. So I feel like we should definitely like su- a, like supplement this with, with a you know woo to, like a woo to end. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: a woo to end. But no, um, that is like uh, I don't know. I I kind of lost my train of thought, but I guess I now I don't know what my point was. <laughs> I was just telling funny sorry, stories. about No, it's fine. No, but you're right. We do need to wrap it up. But I think kind of why we wanted to talk about this is um, okay. Let me put let me put a bow on it and then leave some more for next time. What I'm finding is something that's happening a ton to me right now, is women are coming across my path. And they are exploring some kind of something that would be considered woo, from very minor, like, hey, I want to do yoga up to whatever. Um, And we talked about this on the first podcast, the American church one. And it's Mm -hmm. almost like they need permission. Like, there's this as humanity but especially as women there's this like unclaimed like not claim unclaimed but like seeded knowledge seeded c-e-d-e not c-s-e-e-d like we gave it up we gave it away Mm -hmm. we traded it away for science and for the most part women have been the keepers and the holders of that more like organic earthy soft, round rather than pointed. Again, broad strokes. do Yeah. At communal me. knowledge. Right. I agree. Yeah. Don't at me about the men, women thing. I'm just going to speak broadly. So mostly we've been the holders of like the herb lore and the old wives tales, really. Right. The old wives t- tales, like turns out a ton of them are super good. Like one of the things about oils, I'm like, this is basically how your grandma told you, like all the different diets basically boil down to how your grandma told you to eat. Right. Like my grandma has a shit fit. If there's not multiple colors on the plate, (laughs) you're like, that (laughs) meal is all to one color. Um, And if you eat a really colorful diet, you're pretty healthy. Right. So all of this stuff that we've given away, that we've left behind, that we've had ripped out of our hands, that we've been murdered for. So what's been happening lately is, and I don't know if it's, I'm moving in the community, I'm a clearing for it, or if it's some combo, but women coming across my path, like wanting permission, So I talked to a coach this week, and it's not the first conversation I've had where we were just chatting. You know, we're just like, hey, let's get to know each other. We're chatting. And she's telling me about her business. And then she's like, ooh, let me do this thing on you, this woo thing. And she did it. And I'm like, oh, this is totally fascinating. I feel like I know myself so much better now. And this explains this and that. And it's totally, like, based in – it wasn't human design, but it was, like, way out there in the astrological whatever – And I said, do you use this in your business? And she's like, no, 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 I don't use it in my business. I'm like, are you insane? Like in her business, it fits a hundred percent, but it's almost like it's scary and she needs the permission and she's afraid, like who will listen to this? Who will use this? And I'm like, no, here's how you put it in your business. Go do it. Go be this thing. And that's not the first conversation. So I think there's something happening around like all this stuff that we consider woo. Some of it is just like the feminine. And we're reclaiming it. Um, I don't want to say that 100% because then it makes it like, oh, just those stupid women are into it. But I don't know if that's maybe what's happening. Like, I'm kind of a clearing for permission to go off the track and to try something different and to explore all these mystical things.
0: Well, I think you've had to source a lot of the permission and with your sciency brain and like a lot of different things have had to be integrated and the freedom that it took for you to get to that point, I think is pretty intense. So I think that's where it's rooted. Like I didn't grow up in the church and I also have like super low interest in all most of this stuff. Like I'm just not, I'm not interested in going out. I have enough things to keep me entertained. So I like when to go bring me things, but the permission of like everything's, permissible and like what are the parameters inside of your identity and what makes going out and exploring unsafe like not much and right. i think we need more of that in community especially after covid there was so much of just like can like cancel culture and all that stuff like i think we just like people are living with a lot of fear about moving toward anything they want to explore yeah so i that's think that's true. part of it right now
1: yeah and i didn't even think about the inside the christian permission because there's like cultural permission where the patriarchy doesn't want you to do that. Anything that allows you to take back your power. Now I am talking like a witch. Um, But also inside, you know, I'm a Christ follower and I don't do anything that goes against that. And so I'm the first one, right? Like I'm the brave knight. And I go and I slay the dragon and I bring back its heart (laughs) (laughs) Um, or bring back the dragon. Right. And say, no, it turns out it's a friendly dragon. He can light campfires for us. It's fantastic. So I think we should do another. Plus, this was a super fun. Although I think I might have told you all the funniest stories. I don't think oh I no, can. Oh, no, there's still plenty of stories. The cat pee blanket one is the greatest. So shall we it wrap is. it up there and leave yep. another
0: promise? A two Only two if ends. you sing. I think you should just sing at Let's the end. Go. There will be more of this one. <laughs> there look. will be
1: another one. I will sing you a bedtime song. Um, <laughs> okay. So we're gonna. you're going to leave the actual ladies' room. And I'm going yep. to go check on the beef stroganoff that my child's making and it's going to be a All great right. day. Okay. All right. Guys, we'll see you next see time. You next Blake. time.
0: Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to
1: subscribe to catch us in the ladies room. You can also find Lynn at a spacious
0: life on Facebook, Instagram, and in clubhouse and find Allie at 5 billion entrepreneurs on LinkedIn and Instagram.